It's the Pinky the Pig Show. Pinky the Pig, and it's time for our podcast show. Thank you for listening from Planet Earth and the Universe to the Pinky the Pig show, where you listen, laugh, and learn with an oink and a moo. And I'm here with my excellent friend, Mildred the Moo Cow. Hi, Pinky. How's Pinky? Did you have a nice weekend? I had a very nice weekend, Mildred. How are you, and how was your weekend? Uh, Good and good. Good, better, best. Never let it rest. Very good. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So, Pinky, I, you know, we did that podcast about Robert Bunsen. Oh, yeah. Episode 0623. Right. And we spoke of his inventions and we didn't have time to mention, but he also invented flash photography. Flash photography. Mm, that sounds like that goes back. 1864. And he helped the photographers who had these very heavy pieces of equipment that they could take photographs with and capture their images. But when it was dark, they didn't have enough light. So he worked with one of his students and they did the research and they came up with flash photography. His student's name, Henry Enfield Roscoe. Nice. Right, and what they did is they created a very intense, bright light, but they did it with magnesium, and they would light it on fire, basically, and it would explode and make a very bright light. That sounds dangerous. It's quite dangerous. And they would set a small amount of this explosive powder on a tray on a long stick and ignite it to make a big bright light and it would make an explosion. It was quite dangerous. Yeah. And then, of course, it advanced to burning a wire, which was a little safer instead of the powder. And then they figured out how to contain the explosion in a glass bulb. So this was more safe, but it would provide the light that the camera would need to capture an image. Without that light, it would just be dark. Yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. So that was in 1930. And then there's, then they went further into the flat into uh, the flash which was contained in very small but it would still be an explosion yeah and the, the kodak developed something called the flash cube not yeah that's going back mildred right and it would be four flashes that you put on the top of the camera and it would rotate and you, and you have a little bang, explosion a blah? I don't know. I can't, I'm not really. I missed the sound effect. Yeah. Okay. The flash cube have, but it was only good for four pictures. Right. And then everything changed in the 60s because and then it became electronic. So they didn't have to dispose of the bulb after every photo. They could just light it when they wanted to. 
Now we've come a long way, baby. Right, but a camera has the, a hole in it where it lets the light in. Well, that's like your eye. The black part of your eye, it's not, it's not black, it's a hole. It gets bigger and smaller. It's called the pupil. But it's protected with the eye lens cover. Very good. Yeah, and the pupil opens up and lets more light in. So if it's dark out, you get more light. And then, but if it's really bright, sunny out, it closes up a little teeny tiny to protect the eye and you don't need all that light. That's correct. And this is the term aperture. Aperture. Right. It's only three syllables. It's not aperture. It's just aperture. Aperture. Right. And that's what the camera controls how much light gets in because it changes the diameter of the hole that's letting in the light. Like the pupil. Right. And actually the pupil and the iris work together similar to the aperture of a camera. The iris, that's the color of the eye. Very good. So the camera of the eye is similar to the camera, mechanical camera. But here's the thing. The way the human eye works is it can only focus on a little bit at one, a particular point at one time, and then it looks away and it can focus and focus, but everything is not in focus. Whereas on a camera, you can actually do that. Hmm. And it's a little complicated, but there's a control on there called the F-stop. And what that does, it lets more light into the camera or it lets less light into the camera depending on what setting you place it on. The higher the f-stop number, the less light comes in. But what happens is, okay, the higher the number, the less light. The lower the number, it's going to let in more light. Right, but the problem is when you let in more light, the background is going to get blurry. So if you're letting in more light, the background is going to get blurry. But if you let in less light, you're going to get full focus. You're going to have depth of field. So if you go with that high number, now the diameter is going to be smaller and the distant objects will also be in focus. Oh, brother. Ah, that's, that's pretty complicated. Well, not really if you hear it over and over again, but... The interesting thing is the eye is very similar to the lens of a camera. Yeah. And then the aperture, yeah, the aperture opens and closes and lets more light in or not. Correct. And that's just like the pupil, the center part, the hole in the middle of your eye. Right. But what about the aperture of your heart? What? Well, how much love are you going to let in? How open are you going to make your aperture of your heart? Or how little of love are you going to let in and wherever you're going to make that aperture? Right, but that works both ways. 
What do you mean? Well, the aperture setting of your heart. How much love are you willing to give out? And how much love do you decide to deprive yourself to give out to others? To deny yourself to give that love to the universe? Well, yeah. The aperture of your heart works both ways, Mildred. That's what I'm saying. Mm, Yeah, the aperture works both ways. You're going to give out love, and you're going to be capable of taking in love, of receiving love. Controlling your own aperture. Right, Mildred, but that's where the the beautiful harmony and acceptance and love and no judgment and forgiveness and open and universal love and God love and don't get all caught up in stuff because so much of that stuff is so stupid little petty stuff and You can have open heart and be happy and forgive and have peace of mind and loveliness. Yes, Pinky. All right, Pinky, we have a beautiful poem here from Digesting Grace. And it says, An open heart led to deep scars. I don't want to stand down, but this river of tears I could drown. So maybe I should tell the truth, but what good would that do? Because I can't go back. I got lost in the moment, but an open heart I will keep until there's nothing left. Wow, Mildred, that's a brave heart. Yes, strong and brave. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk tomorrow. I love you. I love you.